This is Matt Pet with Will Wilkins. Oh, that's right. Another edition of NetHeads here on the Smodcast Internet Radio Network. It's Smodcast.com. My name is Will. And my name is Trent. And uh, Trent's going to have to carry this show. (laughs) (laughs) There's no other way to put it. Uh, Those gentlemen, Will, Will is a little bit under the weather, so to speak. That that's a polite way to put it. Uh, those that aren't in the know, if you haven't been following either my Twitter handle, which is at NetheadWW, or the one for the show, which is at NetheadsOnAir. And by the way, if you want to take part in the program while we're here, uh, don't forget that you can um, do so. Hashtag it, man. Yeah, hash smash rash bash tag it, whatever the hip Twitter lingo is. Uh, you can do that at, uh, with, uh, uh what is it? Trent, say Netheads. it. Netheads. Hashtag netheads. Yeah. It's the, now you see, in, in my generation, that's the pound symbol. Right. It's the number sign. And then netheads. I'm going to load up the tweet deck. Now, uh, last week we had some interesting stuff going on. Uh, because naturally I haven't finished the last thing I've talked about. Why would I do that? <laughs> That's uh, fine. We're yeah. just, just moving right along. Yeah, last week we had a lot of uh, a lot of fun stuff going on, and Trent was like, and Ninja Router says, and I'm like, wait, how does Ninja Router say anything? Why am I not seeing this? And it's because Trent's using smart tech, and I'm using dumb tech. Well. That's just well. the way it is. Uh, okay, so dialing it back, if you haven't been following any of that stuff, I have... Oh, well, I've, I've originally been diagnosed this week with the, um, what is it? See, and my, I'm foggy. My head is foggy and I don't even have, I don't even have drugs <laughs> to blame for it because I haven't <laughs> been on anything. I was just going to say, like, do you, do you want to tell everyone you're at least on drugs so it, but it all makes more sense? But like right now, I'm not. I can't even find my mouse, man. I got too many computer screens. I can't find my mouse. I'm freaking out, man. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I got too much going on here. Uh, I'm not on drugs right now. What I have is, uh, um, what did they say? It's benign, something that starts with the letter P, then positional vertigo. Vertigo, right. But my wife, who I actually trust more than a physician, has uh, internet diagnosed me with mm-hmm. uh, Meniere's disease. Because even though I've said it to every, I've seen two different doctors this week. And even though I've said it time and time again, I have a uh, a constant and persistent uh, ringing in my ear. I have for okay. years. Uh, and that, my friends, is called, I think that one's called tinnitus. Maybe. Okay. I, you can't trust anything I say right now. If you want to correct me, <laughs> feel free with the hashtag netheads. And, if, and, and, if we have any doctors out there that want to, uh, you know, internetly diagnose Will's conditions. Yeah, may as well. Uh, so it's been, it's been, uh, pretty darn bad. I've been, I, I've literally been laid up. I, I, every time I'm walking, sitting, every, anything at all, uh, the world is tilting on me. Uh, it's a pretty horrible feeling. And, uh, not to mention the fact that it also will, uh, it, it'll really mess you up when it comes to just trying to do simple things like walking. You're right. Thinking. I mean, yeah. take your pick. It's been, it's been a miserable existence this past week. Today, I I'm, I may finally be coming out of it. Oh, I hope so, man. Because uh, now it it is behaving like 
positional vertigo, meaning it only happens when I move. Before it was happening at all times. Oh, just like you'd, you'd lay there and the whole room would spin. Yeah, and which it was was a. I guess you could say it was further compounded by poor sleep because even while I'm laying down, everything's going, you know, twisty, twisty. So right. I wasn't getting quality sleep, but the past two nights I have had very vivid dreams. So I think we're okay again. But I mean, what did they prescribe for you? What was, what was their shot in the arm to get you through the, the healing process? Well, the first doctors, they were nice enough to prescribe Dramamine for me, the non-drowsy okay. kind. I'm like, yeah, that makes, that, that makes logical sense. It does, but it didn't put a dent in it. Okay. All it all it did was give me what I like to call a case of the wah-wahs. Because <laughs> I'm sitting there and it just feels like inside of my head's going wah, 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 wah. It's, it's like the Death Star powering up. Yeah, pretty much. I was I, I was having an instant messaging conversation with uh, Matt Cohen, who hosts uh, Bagged and Boarded. Yeah. Here on the Smodcast Internet Record, Records. What? Loopy. Um. Uh, it's Smodcast <laughs> Internet Radio Network. Uh, he does a podcast, bagged and boarded. You may have heard of it. This is me trying to recover unsuccessfully. Um, <laughs> I was having a conversation with him, and he's like, Jesus, because I told him I had a case of the Wawa's. He's like, who is your doctor? Dr. Feelgood? <laughs> <laughs> no, that was actually the next doctor. The first day I went to, the first time I went to urgent care, because, uh, well, you know, it, my, it freaks you out, man. You don't know what's going on. My condition when I awoke, uh, I was very weirded out. So to me, the oddness of my condition was urgent, uh-huh. logically, right? Uh, so I I got taken down to urgent care only to discover you have to have an appointment for urgent care, which to me seems to really what? just – I know. it's This isn't so urgent care, guys. I guess apparently if you don't want to make an appointment, you have to go to the emergency room. Because your huh. your case is an emergency, it's not urgent. But even huh. when it's urgent, you have to place. I don't. But I thought I thought that was kind of the the idea for the uh, you know the urgent clinics that you could just come in and, and and be seated and wouldn't be charged the outrageous emergency room stuff. Yeah, not out here in Brentwood, my friend. Huh. No. Oh. <laughs> so um, so I went to see them, and they're the ones that did the initial diagnosis. Then I then Thursday morning I woke up and I wasn't any better. That was two days after I'd gone in and went to my actual doctor 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 um <laughs> went to my doctor and he like the, your family doctor right yeah and he was just as useless as them uh basically gave me the same exact diagnosis and then for some reason i guess just to put the fear of god in me he said if it continues we'll have you go to a neurologist Mm. Everyone in my family is like, you should see an ear, ear, nose, and throat guy. Throat guy, right? Yeah, yeah. because it sounds like you got well, like my wife said, it sounds like you got the Meniers, uh, which really sounds more like something you get from a dirty prostitute in Mexico to me. But <laughs> I'll just put that onto my list of things to get checked for next physical. Doc, do I have the Meniers? Uh, <laughs> so that's what my wife believe, and my sister in law too, I believe, and she she should know she. Both my wife and my sister-in-law suffer from migraines. Unfortunately, Ugh. I've been getting them too. But uh, my sister-in-law name. also has an ear condition that she had surgery for. And instantly when they do any type of surgery on your ear, they med you up with everything. Because they know the inner ear itself, my friends, is what dictates our equilibrium. Right. So, you know, you want to – for you to know what's the difference between up, down, left, right, all that jazz – 
That's the inner ear, and uh, I, that's like the source of my problems. Right. So uh, they all want me to go see an ENT instead, and uh, I'm going to call my health insurance tomorrow and find out. Make what's sure, the yeah, dealio. it's going to cover it. Because basically, I have uh, I have had. Well, I like to think of it as the world's worst vacation this week. <laughs> I, I got to burn through all my personal time off, and uh, all I did was sit there and suffer for it. So, not exactly the way you want to spend your time, but. Like earlier, Trent used the amazing Google Plus system, sending me a message saying, "Hey man, are you uh, you up for this or?" Uh, I just yeah, because I worry, Will. Or do you we know? need do we need to take a breather? And I said, "No, sir, the show must go on." So of course now I'm leaving it to you to say something because I'm just going to sit here and <laughs> watch these these little white things bounce around in the air. <laughs> <sighs> I was going to say, do we, do we need to bring, uh, you know, like your dog in or something just to, you know, lick you or something if you pass out? I don't know where you're going with this, but you're creeping me out, man. <laughs> oh, well, did, so did your wife jump on uh, WebMD then? Like, was that was her was that her resource then for the diagnostic of uh, said illness? Actually, I believe my wife just uses the entire breadth of the Internet thanks to uh, Google. When okay. she does her, when she does her internet diagnostics. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So that's, that's the story there. That's what's going on. Dude, uh, I'll tell you what, that, that WebMD is a website to shy away from. Yeah. I like to just think of it as the, uh, hypochondriac center. Dude, cause every time I, I get on there, I, I'm like, I end up leaving the website with like shankers. <laughs> You're uh, like, I've got, you know, a twi- I, I've got a twitch in my eye. How does that relate to testicular cancer? I don't understand. <laughs> I don't know, WebMD, but I've got it, lie. man. I've got it. Yeah. I've got the testes cancer. Exactly. That That's what will get you, man. That, so <laughs> Internet diagnostics aren't necessarily good. But, you know, the thing is, my wife also is a – she works in medical billing. So it's not like she just goes, you know, nutty with the diagnostics and, and goes a little helter-skelter. She, she's, she's usually right on the money. So if she says, I've got, uh, Meniere's disease, then I've got Meniere's. I got Meniere's in my ears. <laughs> it's like having ants in your pants and you want to dance, really. Yeah. I think. Well, uh, just on, on the Twitter right now, uh. Yes, um, tell me that which I cannot see, please. Yeah. Uh, and God will. I mean, it's just one of those things. Worst things always happen to better people than ourselves. Um, uh, Venner 2000 is just, you know, is saying that, you know, he's, he's been dealing with MS for 17 years and it'll flare up. Uh, and all he has to do is just move his head and, and, you know, you know, it induces vomiting. Well, in that case, I'm just going to shut the hell up. <laughs> so you stop your fucking complaining right now. You stop. Hey, man, what's with the language? Tone it down, William. This is, what are we, in a seedy bar somewhere on the, on the end of a pier? No, come on, reel it in. Um, my apologies. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate that. I I thought we were on the internet for some reason. Uh, 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 yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that, that thank you very much for uh, putting me into perspective there. I appreciate that. Ven, ven Venator. Venator. Uh, How do you pronounce? V e n a t o r two thousand. Venator two thousand is what I would. That say. That sounds a lot better. Yeah. See, did you notice when I said it first, I just kind of, in a 2000 says. Yeah, you just got to go real fast through them. Uh, at my work, I, I work with a lot of people of Middle Eastern uh, origin. Uh-huh. And, you know, that's where they come from. I don't know what the 
proper term is because I've got no brain. <laughs> and and that a lot of the, I've actually gotten a great hang of properly pronouncing the names, but sometimes it's just easier to go right through them. Right. You know. Just, so just plow through it. Be done. Uh uh, well, wow, look at that. Uh, good old Mike B is saying, uh, damn well, you're a trooper. Stay strong and fight the good. F- this is a good fight. This is, this is, it us. is the good fight. This is two knuckleheads who somehow stumbled upon the ability to have a great broadcasting venue, but <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll keep on keeping on. <laughs> Cause what else can I do? So, um, I don't know about you, Trent, uh, but yes. having been, uh, lock on lockdown practically for the longest time. I, right. I, I spent a lot of time on my computer, which my wife said was like the worst thing, which is true. Like even scrolling through the pages of things would be difficult. I had to like time my movements to closing my eyes in a real mess. But anyway, <laughs> are you serious? Yeah, but, but I don't know if you've noticed, but the, uh, the Google plus has really, really taken, uh, taken hold. Yeah. I am yep. getting people adding me left and right. And I think that's because I got like called out by, uh, you know, just this, this guy named Kevin. And perhaps so, so people are adding me. I don't know why. It, it, seriously, you're not going to learn anything fun from me. It's, it's just about as fun as following my nethead WW account. You know, it's not <laughs> like I drop any pearls of wisdom or anything else. Like I think this week, all I've done is whine about being sick. <laughs> I'm sure that was great in your Twitter feeds, people. Um, but a lot of Google plus activity has been happening. And right. I, I think. I think I understand the full philosophy of Google+. Plus. I really think they are trying to be the anti-Facebook. Mm-hmm. I agree. I, they are. They want to be the social. They want to be a one-stop social medium, but they want to be the anti-Facebook because they are all about controlling where your stuff goes. Right. And Facebook is all about just giving your stuff to everybody. Everybody, exactly. I, I, I Especially just, when it comes to third-party apps. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I, we haven't even seen hiding or hair of that for Google Plus yet, have we? No, uh uh-uh. uh. Yeah. And I don't think we will. I don't think so either. I, you know, uh, I, I haven't, nor have I missed anything about Farmville. And, you know, it's, I was, <laughs> I was thinking about this too. Uh, I live in the San Francisco Bay Area. I'm on the outskirts of it, but I work in it. And, uh, one of the things, one of the popular companies right now, one that's been hiring a lot has been Zynga. If you're not familiar with them, they have, uh, they put out wonderful games like Words with Friends. Right. Uh, um, what's that new one everyone's playing now? Hanging with Friends. Actually, you know, they're more mobile platform. They're not going to be affected, but I wonder if the paradigm does shift and things go more towards Google Plus than it does, uh, Facebook. What is going to happen to these startups that have built a business model around being these around apps it. on Facebook? Right. Really? Exactly. Well, and, and, and that's just it. I mean, will, will Facebook disappear? You know, I don't know. Um, but if anyone could do it, it's definitely Google. I think so. And, and I got to tell you too, I have been, uh, in my, in my wonderful bewildered state, I've been trying for four days now to write an article around Google Plus because one thing I've noticed, uh, it's great, you know, for controlling the information you want to send to people. Right. But at the same time, there's another, part of social media that people use um like let's take a look at twitter for example okay uh, people listening to this right now at smodcast.com you've probably come here for a reason uh there's probably a certain writer director that you're very fond of 
writer, director, actor, author. I mean, you know, the list goes on and on. But you're probably here. <laughs> Entrepreneur, marketer. Yeah, if you're listening, you're probably internet broadcast personality. Uh, you're probably here because you know of him. And one of the ways you may know of him is because of Twitter. Um, or at least know of the network and to be here. More right. point. And when it comes to Google+, Plus, that is not exactly going to be a social media marketing platform, at least not in its current iteration. Right, yeah, exactly. It's it's social in a personal aspect, not a commercial aspect. Yeah, I mean, let's 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 look at it this way. Like I said, I've been getting a lot of additions and I've been I've been utilizing my circles to to categorize people, whether I'm right or not, who knows. Right. Um, and and one of those ways is that I've been putting them like I've been certain I've been putting certain people into like in a a group I have just labeled listeners because sure. I suspect they may be listeners of netheads or of mm-hmm. sir there's certain listeners and they are a people that like right now had I been on Google Plus minutes before the show I could have said something like you know netheads is 2 minutes from going live on sir smodcast internet radio right that's usually where you go at. Oh, at smartcast.com. Thank you. Let's remain <laughs> consistent, please, sir, like we rehearsed. My deepest apologies. Quite all right. So, you know, you that would have been a good thing to do. But that also means that since I have them in a circle, I'm also going to see their stuff in my stream. Right. Now, now if you're in my listener circle, I in no way mean this as a negative thing. But I don't want to necessarily see the things that they're sending. Right. right. Well, because, because since it is a social aspect, you know, like it's, it's not a commercial thing. People are posting their very personal, you know, happenings in their lives and of the which you probably have no idea what they're talking about or even little things. I mean, and, and some of them, and maybe it's, I don't know. Uh, my whole point is that right now, and, and I think this is actually could be part of Google's strategy to make sure that this doesn't happen. Or, or they just haven't thought about this aspect of it. Um, but you know, like right now, I, I really can't use that as a social media marketing tool because right. I'm going to, unless I want to create an account strictly for like netheads. Right. Okay. Then if I were to do that, then I could, I wouldn't care because I would never check it. I would never look at it, you know, save for. When you post yeah, or the, it, when the show's going on. Exactly. Or if I did actually want to interact. Now, believe me, folks, I understand. If you're a Google Plus user, you don't need to school me on the fact that there's a little list on the left-hand side, and I can just click on which circles I do want to see at that given moment. I know I have that ability to filter on the fly. Right, whether it's your family, your friends, your, you know, wh- all the different circles you've made. Yeah, but the whole point is I'm, I'm lazy. Why do I want to do one extra click? <laughs> Google Plus, please just give me one circle where I can put people, but I don't ever have to see it. That's all I'm saying. So the circles are essentially kind of like a Twitter list, right? Yeah, kind of. But I'm just, just saying, give a me a little bit more customizable. Yeah, give me a list where I don't have to see everything that's incoming. All I want to do is send stuff out to it. It's 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 literally just my email list. You know, it's really interesting what what Google's done since they did kind of sit back and watch what happened. They've integrated. Uh, you know, everything. So, so Twitter came out very simple, very basic. And then you had these other, you know, web apps that came out and then eventually mobile apps, um, from the web apps that came out, whether they were, you know, Hootsuite, TweetDeck, you know, whatever it was. And Google actually has integrated all the things that they initiated, uh, with, you know, the different tabs of, 
of your fans or, or your listeners or whatever it is into their own web app, which has pretty much eliminated the need for anyone to come back and and remarket it as a third party app. Very true. Very true. Um, because that's just it. Like when I'm on Twitter, I'm never on the Twitter website. No, I'm always inside Ever. of. I mean, I'm on TweetDeck. I'm in Hootsuite. Exactly. I mean, exactly. Look at Apple's iPhone's next uh, iterate. Well, let's not say the iPhone. The next version of the iOS for right. for the Apple portable products. Well, yeah, iPod, mm-hmm. iTouch, iPhone is going to have Twitter integrated directly into it. Right. So if you're if you're reading a web article and you want to tweet about it, it's right there in the OS. Boom, bickety mm-hmm. bam, zing zong, it's gone. Right. So I mean, Twitter itself, great functional product, wonderful. Yes. Uh, and and I, so far, I don't think in and this is again comes back to my thing about circles that you don't want to display. Right. People can follow you, and in and. and there's a like I think one of the first circles they set up for you in Google Plus is following. Right. Okay, so they set it up. It's there. It's that way already. But and it's a big but, believe me. <laughs> but as long as they're in a circle, you're going to see their stuff. Right. That's just it. Unless of course I'm an idiot in the fo- No, it isn't because I see people things from the people that are in my following circle. Right. But, you know, it, it does take away that passive ability to be able to get information from people without necessarily having to see stuff from them. The Twitter does have the relationship right. is not completely it's not circular. So I guess my question is, did you did you de- delete your the following category or did you fill it with something? No, no, I put people in there. It, so so is that like just like celebrities or or things like that or yeah, who's, it, who's in your following uh actually a, a podcaster who's a past podcast i liked is in there because he was one of the first people that i saw that was on there mark zuckerberg is in there the zuck I, yeah, I, interesting. I got, yeah I, interesting that he jumped right on board yep and i got the app lusk in there okay you know you we discussed that you know who the app lusk is right yes okay well you look man in this in this in this podcasting game and in this radio game that's what's called a setup so i i teed the ball all right and i'm just ready for you to kick it so i was like so you know who the applesk is at which point you say no will who's that uh, actually i was hoping you'd sound like the informed guy and you would say it was ashton kutcher but because <laughs> we already decided in the past episode we were just going to refer to him as the applesk <laughs> Because I didn't understand on Twitter who I didn't I I didn't know why is Ashton Kutcher a plus that makes no sense I didn't get that it was a plus K right but see now you've just shot it all to hell <laughs> disappointing me left and right hey uh, quick digression you remember how you said uh, the mentioned wor- the company that uh, made words with friends I don't even remember what I said two seconds ago this oh. week uh, Hasbro actually released the official mobile Scrabble game. That can't be because I've had Mobile Scrabble for a long time on my phone. From Hasbro? Well, I don't or know. Was it it a th- or was it a th- or was it a third party? Uh, we'll use the name whatever and put it out on the market right off the bat. No, no, no. Hold on, let me go into my because uh, it's really interesting for people to listen to me look through stuff on my iPhone. <laughs> Riveting radio, as you can see, I've hooked it up to the video so it can follow along here on Sir. <laughs> oh, did you really? Yeah, you can see it right there. Oh, I opened Words with Friends. That's funny. 
Um, but it's not <laughs> funny because now I've got a badge showing me all the unplayed games I have. That's aggravating. <laughs> oh, okay. Here we go. Yeah, Scrabble by... Uh, actually, no, this one's by EA Sport. It's by ah. Electronic Entertainment. Yep, there but, you go. But it's it's the it's trademark Scrabble, so I don't get it, man. Right? The yeah, Hasbro came out huh? with their own version. Yeah, they just yeah the the official one. Um, I think somebody's gonna sue somebody. Came out just recently. Yeah, kind of interesting. I don't know what's going on now. Well, then you see yeah. now you got me. Long. I gotta put my phone down. See what you did to me. <laughs> hey, by the way, don't forget we are picking people at random. If you're using hashtag Netheads during the show. Uh, we are, if you do not have Google Plus already, we're handing out Google invites for the Google Plus. Yeah, so if you're looking for a chance for your, your way in, let us know. Yeah, come on, bring it on. And by the way, uh, ooh, look at that. Jason M, is it MJ? Jason MJ. He yes, brings up MJ. My, he brings up a great po- topic, uh, but right. that I want to get to in just a second. Want to finish up this, uh, this Google Plus stuff. So don't forget hashtag netheads if you got a comment, question, something you want to say, or just, just say the word blort. I don't care. <laughs> but do me a favor, include Google Plus in there so we know that you're fishing for an invite. <laughs> right. Um, uh, there was an interesting thing that the CEO of, uh, was it CEO of Google? Yeah. Mm-hmm. The, he, he recently made a comment in this, uh, Google Plus versus Facebook debate. Yes. And what was yeah. that, Trent? So, so yeah. So Larry Page, CEO. Um, they had a big call this week and, and I, I don't know how these corporate calls work, but apparently they're kind of open to the press so they can kind of, it, it's like a board of trustees meeting, you know, um, so the press is invited for it or whatever. Um, but basically he, he stands up and puffs his chest out and says, uh, you know, we're going to succeed where our competitors doesn't call it out. But I mean, obviously that's Facebook, um, where our competitors haven't. Uh, just out of the, their lack of social data portability. Okay. So in other words, uh, he just went on to say that, you know, we're trying to, to make things as if you were going to share something to people in, in real life. Okay. So if I'm going to, you know, if I want to talk about my sexual exploits, I'm not going to tell my mom about them for the most case, right? Yeah. Not, uh, no, no, you don't want to do that. I mean, unless, Unless you've got one of those really weird relationships with your mom. And she's just like, all right, honey, long distance high five. Woo-hoo. She's like, that's great, son. I hope you're using protection. Does your mom really sound like that? Oh. Like an effeminate male? <laughs> that explains a lot about you, Trent. I have two dads. I call one a mom. There you go. That's, that's, <laughs> that's nice. Um, so, so basically what he said is the reason that they'll succeed where others, you know, are succeeding, but why, why they will overcome others, um, is essentially because, uh, they are letting people control what information is shared. And I know every single time Facebook changes their privacy policies, there's a million emails that you get and say, this is the way to go in and change it. And you have to stand on one leg and, you know, tweak a hooker's nipple while you, you know, press control alt Z, um, to make sure that no one sees exactly what you're doing, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And that's their whole thing is that you can, you can tweak it exactly to who sees what. And th- we talked a little bit about the third party apps earlier. And that's the huge deal is that there aren't any third party apps for, um, Google Plus as of right now. And I really hope and- there won't be. And I don't think there will be because what Google is doing, I think the next step that we're all missing here, actually it's been talked about. I think the next step is the Google 
operating system. And I don't mean the, yes. the portable. I mean one that will run on your computers. Yes. Yep. Which which is going to be hard. That that really is a hard nut to crack because so much of corporate America uses the Microsoft product lines. Right. But that will be the next step. And what Google is trying to do, they are literally trying to give you a one-stop location Kind of back to the early 90s portal concept. Uh, yeah, exactly. For, for what you do on the internet. And they don't need, uh, you know, third party apps to help. Well, not that Facebook makes money off those or they do because they sell their Facebook coins or whatever. Right. But they don't, you know, they, Google already makes money on advertising. So the more you're using a Google product, the more you're increasing the Google impression, uh, potential. Right. So Google's whole motivation in doing this is just to get you there and using it. So they're going to make this as user friendly as possible. And it's so nice that they don't make me, you know, do the Harlem shuffle in order to try and fine tune my settings. If exactly. I'm, if I live a furry lifestyle and I don't want to share it with the people at work, I don't have to now. I could just set up a group named furries and I'm just sending my posts to my furries group and that's it. <laughs> All right. And that's the genius of it. That's where they're going. They're going in the right direction. Yep, exactly. And if you've ever played Farmville, for example, or you've ever taken a, you know, is my is my name sexy or not quiz or whatever like that, it always pops up and says, "Do you want to share your information with this third party application?" No, exactly. No, I don't. And and and, and so Google has has just says we're not. That's not an option. Sorry. Yeah, exactly. Not, we're just not going to do that. Because that's not their bag, man. They're not into that thing. That's not what they do. It's yep. just, that's just not their thing. And that, and that why, that why, that why <laughs> will work speak good. <sighs> that's why they have a lot of potential here to really crack this nut. Uh, yep. uh, once again, though, I'm going to say this and I'm going to put it out there, guys. For a little while, you've got to embrace the enemy. Cause if you want to topple Twitter, you got to come up with this ability for to have your pool of people, your followers, that perhaps. Well, actually, you know, wait, maybe I'm think thinking about this wrong. Talk to me, Goose. Now that I think about this, just because people are following me, they can see my information. So then, if I want to market to those people, I just need to make sure those things are public. Exactly. But let's say I'm living a furry lifestyle. Yes. And I've got a furry <laughs> podcast. Okay. <laughs> then I want to have my circle of furries that I don't necessarily want to get information from, but I want to get my furry information too. <laughs> and I really hope on Google Trends right now, everybody's wondering what exactly what it means on furries. Furries, right. Just Google it. You'll see it. <laughs> <laughs> Kuban says, Oh man, I think I figured out Will's equilibrium problem. You need to get your fur, your fur suit <laughs> disinfected and dry cleaned. <laughs> Thank that, you very much. Yeah, that panda bear outfit's only good for at least three three outings. Yeah, there you go. And good old Mike B seven oh two says no third party party apps on Google Plus. Count me out. Signed Facebook guy with more <laughs> than apps installed than friends. <laughs> and by the way, if you want to take part in the conversation at any time, even if you're listening to this at a podcast, why not? I don't know about you. I listen to podcasts and want to interact all the time. You can go ahead and throw them up on the uh, on the uh, Twitter uh, with the hashtag netheads. Go ahead and do that. So, but that's my point. If you want to embrace, if, if they want to overcome Twitter, they need to kind of overcome this one little thing. Because just because I want to market it to everybody doesn't, or I, more to the point, I may not necessarily want to market it to everybody, but I still right, may yeah, want to market exactly. it. So you really do need like, you need to be able to indicate that a circle, you have a circle 
that you don't want to see the info from. Right. Kind of like the passive follow that people can do. Because that's what Twitter is. That's the beauty of Twitter. You know, if you wanted to follow at NetHeads on air or at a part of him or at uh, NetHeadWW, you could. And you get to passively do that. And I just get to send information out whenever I want. Right. And, 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 and if you want to take that. Yeah, exactly. It, it'll take an active step for you to actually interact with us, like putting hashtag NetHeads yeah. to request, uh, you know, like a Google Plus invite. Exactly. So today uh, we're recording this. Uh, obviously, if you're listening to this on the Sur stream and it is not july 17th and you're not listening to it live but don't feel bad it's okay you can listen the next sunday at 6 p.m we'll be there hopefully that specific standard time yes sir but tonight's a big night tonight yeah. is a big night because our good friends the amc network mm-hmm. and this Who does month, everything right yes and uh that by the way this is coming back to a little something said by uh, somebody in our wonderful little Twitter stream of consciousness. Mikey B. There you go. It was a Jason MJ who uh, oh, yeah. brought up, are we, looking, are we looking forward to the debut of Breaking Bad tonight? Yeah, this is season four tonight. Season four. And man, if you were watching Breaking Bad up till now, by the way, I got to admit something. I'm a latecomer to the Breaking Bad. Okay. Okay. I, it was one of those things where... Uh, the the marketing they used for the show early on didn't grab me because I didn't understand it. I mm-hmm. when the show premiered four years ago now. Uh, what? Quick, do the math. For was that two thousand seven? Yes. Thank you very much. <laughs> I, whether or not that's right, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. But you, you just know, conditioned me like a dog to reply. <laughs> very good. I didn't even <laughs> ring the bell, and he's still salivating. Where go, Will? Treat? Oh yes, good job. Uh, I did not I did not initially glom on to Breaking Bad because the marketing that they used, the the only exposure I had to it before the show premiered was, you know, Brian Cranston holding a camera so that we're seeing the position of a camera that he's holding and he's just, you know, saying to my wife Skylar, uh, you know, I only did this for whatever reason, things you may hear about me, whatever. You know, basically he was like doing a last will and testament kind of right. uh, you know, kind of like a goodbye to his family. And, and I didn't understand it. So it didn't grab me. That, that well, marketing didn't grab me. Yeah. And, and the other take that they took on it was kind of like a quirky, Hey, I used to be a science teacher. Now I'm hooked up with my, you know, <laughs> comically paired worst student ever cooking meth. Nah, I didn't, I never saw those. So I didn't glom onto the show, but last summer. And mind you, I've been reading the reviews and I'm like, Oh man, this is something to get into, but I just, I haven't done it. I wish I had right. done it. So. Last, uh, I'm going to say somewhere around November of 2010, the good folks at AMC, they had a genius idea. They said, hey, now that we've had all these people show up for The Walking Dead, let's give them a chance to get caught up on some of our other content. So every Wednesday in a dead time slot, which was like 1230 at night, they would run two episodes back to back. So they started the series from series one. All the way up through the third season. So Which I, in this, yeah, in this world of DVR is genius. Oh yeah, it was just brilliant because the stuff would get recorded and I was just, I watched it and I saw the first one and I just started gobbling it up. Oh, yep. give me the, give me more. What's going to happen next? <laughs> oh my gosh. I got to know what's happening. Willie likey. Yeah, I did. I was, I was hooked. So I was a late comer, <laughs> but man, the way the third season ended. 
Um, now, do you watch Breaking Bad, Trent? That's the big question. Okay. Now, now here, here's the thing. I, I haven't yet, but it's, it's one of those ones that I'm like, when I get like a free week, I'm going to get caught up type thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. But there's so many, it's, it's at 44 minutes, 44 and a half minutes for the hour show. Uh, you got a lot of catching up to do. Here. I know. I know. I do. That's more than a week. <laughs> and in the meantime, I'm going to tell you something now, Trent. I'm going to tell you something now. Make sure that DVR is set up, my friend. And you start spooling those up now. Okay. And you find that. You make that week happen, Trent. That's what you need to do because now I can't even really talk about it. But, <laughs> because you don't want to spoil it for me. Well, but the third season ended on one hell of a cliffhanger. I mean, it was one hell of a cliffhanger. And now now we're at a point. As the show has progressed, uh, the lead character, good old Walt, you know, he was a science teacher and right. uh, and found out he had terminal cancer. So he did what anybody would do in a in a last minute grab for money to make sure his family would be taken care of because his kid has cerebral palsy, his wife is pregnant at the time with her a new child on the way. Teenage uh, son with cerebral palsy by the way. Just to set so you know like we're talking about some distance between the kids and everything else. Right. You know, not the time you want to find out you have cancer. Yeah, it's all coming to an end. So, uh just happens to see a former student of his while he's doing a ride-along with his brother-in-law, the DEA agent. Now, oh, this is okay. an important thing to learn in the dynamic of the show. He's on the ride-along, and this is season one, so I'm not spoiling anything. Okay, okay. He's on the ride-along, sees his former student uh, get away while they're doing a raid, and it, you know, it naturally, it turns out that he's the one that was doing the cooking. So now he's doing the math in his head and he's finding out the street value of this stuff and he's realizing this is my chance to get a fast grab at cash so that my family is taken care of no matter what happens to me okay right and that's the premise of the show and then of course you have the fact that you know the the pure oppositeness of him and his former student jesse uh and you know jesse being his conduit into that world to be able to move product it made for an interesting dynamic, and naturally, since he is not of that world, you know he he wasn't exactly what you would call the best uh, drug producer in the world. <laughs> made the greatest product because it was scientifically pure. Pure, right? Yeah. Okay. Made the great best product, but didn't know how to deal with that world, and so that's where the the fun begins. But moving into the third season, the dynamic shifts. The dynamic shifts to a point where. You know, the thing is, when you have people that are involved in an illicit lifestyle, no matter what the depth is that they're in it, eventually you get to a point where you're not necessarily rooting for that person to win, but just rooting for them to continue on because you've established that relationship with them. Oh, and, right. Because you care about them. Yeah. And going into the season, I think we're kind of there. Like, uh, uh, what was that show that was on HBO? Um Come on, Will. With the, uh, oh, sorry to bring this up. With the Mormons, Trent. <laughs> oh, uh, Big Love. Big Love. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's great. It's fantastic. Yeah. Great show. But as the seasons progressed, the lead character, uh, Bill. Bill. Yep. Played by, uh, what's his name? Come on. Help me fill in. Oh, gosh. I, uh, doesn't I don't matter. know. So, I'm going to, I'm going to look it up. So I'm hoping that you'll hashtag, keep on talking. Hashtag NetHeads, folks. 
Because <laughs> I, I can't believe because I want to say Bill Pullman, which is wrong. It's wrong, but I almost think his name is the the actor's name is is uh, it starts with it's a Bill. Bill as well, but you know a, he was in Aliens, and I don't right. know why I'm blanking. But anyway, his character got less and less likable with every single season. Right. You know, in the beginning, it's just like he's trying to live this lifestyle and protect his family and it's Bill Paxton. Bill Paxton. So, and he's got, you know, a separate set of family values than maybe the rest of us do, but there's still a set of family values. So you root right. for him. You know, you want him to succeed. We've got that relationship established. In later seasons, where suddenly he's trying to bring a new wife into the mix, and the other things that happen are like, for me, the character just became a selfish prick. Right. And that, and so became, I don't want to say less relatable because I never related to him, but far less desirable for me to watch as a person. And, yep. and, and I'm, I'm worried now that we're kind of reaching that point with, uh, with Breaking oh, Bad. Okay. Breaking Bad, sure. With Walt because, uh, you know, uh, but then again, when have we not enjoyed rooting for bad people? The Sopranos, Sons of Anarchy. You know, the Sopranos, this was not an organization of saints. <laughs> no. Sam Crow is not exactly, you know, filled with a bunch of uh <laughs> a bunch of saintly people. So, you know, we we obviously don't have a problem rooting for uh for bad people. But, you know, it, it's just like I still have any I I got halfway through the final season of Big Love. I still need to finish it. Uh-huh. But uh So, here's a question then. Does it follow the other AMC platforms? Um, like Walking Dead, for example, is it a 16 show episode, uh, series or 16, 13, 13, 12 or 13, 12 or 13, somewhere in there. Six and okay. Yeah. Somewhere in there, but you know, but it's a straight run. It's not split up at all. It doesn't follow <laughs> like the British do. Yeah. It doesn't follow the sci-fi model. Not the British. The British don't do that. They did it this yeah. season with Doctor Who, but generally oh. they just do a six episode series split in the middle. Nope. It's not split really? in the middle, dude. It's just, right now Doctor Who is doing that, you know, but it's not the way they normally do. Usually it's a six episode series and that's it. Oh, Even that though certain, certain shows have broken that mold too, like, uh, Being Human, the original one on the BBC, you know, they would, they wouldn't necessarily go 13, but they went more than six. So. Oh, okay. Okay. You know, I'm just saying in the past it was six. Now it's who knows, but, uh, but I'm thinking like sci-fi. And USA, they're the two networks, both owned by NBC, I think. Right. Uh, or now whatever cable company can go Well, yeah, the is. Comcast. But, you know, they use that. They tend to use that model. They give you six episodes. They'll take a break. They'll give you six more episodes a little later. And and part of that, I think they picked up from the British um, because they would also, on USA anyway, and, and actually sci-fi started doing it too. They would also do Christmas specials. So it's not part of the regular run. But here's a Christmas episode of Eureka for you. <laughs> Enjoy. Star the Star Wars Muppets Christmas special. No, nothing like that. But, <laughs> oh man, have you have you ever have you? God, see that was a thing of it my child. That was it a exists. thing of my childhood, sir. And I remember being so mad because we were on a family trip, coming back from like a camping trip or something, or we were going somewhere, and I was sitting in the back of the family's uh, van conversion, uh-huh. trying to tune in that Christmas special. And I'm like, oh man, come on. And I just saw a brief moment. I'm like, what is this? Chewbacca and his family? And then, and then the static just took over. And, and so I have, I have never seen it. Oh, it exists. And I've only seen screenshots from it, but I've never, never seen it in its entirety either. If anyone has it, 
Oh, I would love to watch it. Oh, yeah, definitely. And, you know, in this day and age, I'm sure if we put our minds to it, it is definitely something that would easily be obtained. <laughs> yes. But it's just I haven't put forth the effort because it hasn't been. Because I've heard that what happened was it was a 30-minute thing originally before. Like, they may have commissioned it before the popularity of the movie was really known. And then they realized how big Star Wars had become. So then they expanded it to an hour. And so basically right. they did this just uncomfortable filler with, um, uh, you know, Chewbacca and his family, which I don't even think was subtitled. So, I mean, what is that? 30 <laughs> minutes? <or> just... <laughs> yeah, was, there you go, folks. We just gave it to you. Oh, Mike B also wants to know, how about Ken Plume doing a Doctor Who podcast? How awesome would that be? Uh, oh, yes. I, would, I think everyone's on board for that. I would love it if I also got to be part of it. Um, actually, I would love it either way. Uh, he's, he's one of those people. Uh, he is, he is, there are different types of Whovians, if you ask me. You, you <laughs> have got, you have got the old school Whovians. These are the people that go all the way back. They've gone through the rich history. They've watched it since the dawn of time. And right. Then, and then you've got the people I refer to as the Nuvians. The Nuvians are the people that started watching with the, with the reimagined version that I think premiered in 2007, 2005, pardon me. So you've got the Whovians, the Nuvians, and, uh, you know, I'm a Nuvian, so I'm not as richly engrossed in the history of it. Okay. Right. Like I, you could say Megloss to me. I don't really know what that means, but to, but to the <laughs> Whovians, they would. A Nuvian doesn't know Megloss. A Whovian does. So I, I would, I would really look forward to hearing that. I really would. But I'm also looking forward to finally seeing what happens on Breaking Bad tonight. But I, I really – I'm wondering how far – how much longer – because you have to think this about a lot of shows. I wonder how much longer it's going to go. Uh, I think the reason why Lost was halfway successful in doing what they did was because they did draw a line in the sand and they said, you know what? This third season hasn't gone so well because – we're telling a story that does have an ending here, and we can't drag it out just because ABC wants to have it for eight, nine, for ten years. Fifteen years, yeah, exactly. Yeah, we can't do that. And I, I think in a way, the story that's being told with Breaking Bad, um, would certainly benefit from having an end story because really, it's it, it the way it's moving along. Um, well, let me take Showtime's Weeds for example. That show, which is back on, and I only watched the first episode, that show went from being relatable because you had a single mom whose husband suddenly died living in the suburbs who suddenly became a marijuana dealer just to try and make ends meet. And then it just progressively, after I think about the third season, it just got progressively more and more and more unrealistic and unrelatable. I mean, it just got insane. You know what I mean? Wait, <laughs> how did it get insane as far as? Well, you know, I'd love to answer that question for you, Trent, but I think right now my brain needs a rest. <laughs> it died. So what we're going to do is we're going to take a brief moment, let our voice rest, and then we will be back to discuss that exact topic right here on a little thing we call NetHeads. At Smodcast.com. I didn't say on the smart. Never mind. Why? <laughs> Why do I bother? Somebody cue the commercials. The Geek Show podcast polishes its sword of omens, wearing nothing but Yoda underoos and a Joker smile. 
This Not Safe for Work podcast is fresh and free every Monday night at geekshowpodcast.com. The panelists use the brown lantern power of snark to construct news and commentary about your favorite sci-fi movies, TV, comic books, games, and toys. If all your friends jumped off the Bifrost Bridge, you know you would too. And on the way down, tell them Geek Show says hey. Geekshowpodcast.com Smodco is invading San Diego on Comic-Con Weekend. After you're done sweating in your homemade Wolverine costume all day. First, fucking bathe, man. That's nasty. Ew. Then, head to the House of Blues. On Friday, July 22nd, we're gonna talk nerdy to you with two spandex-bustin' podcasts. Hollywood Babylon with Kevin Ralph and Jay and Silent Bob Get Old. The geeks come out at night. Friday, July 22nd at the San Diego House of Blues. Tickets for these and all other live sir shows at csmod.com. Want early access to tickets for Smodcast Internet Radio's metric fuckton of live shows? Join Smodcast. For just $4.99 a month, you'll get CD-quality audio of every podcast you hear on Sir ad-free. It's like watching porn without having to fast-forward through that goddamn plot. You'll also get bonus video content and other badass exclusives. Smodcast, where Smodcast goes save for pay. All the deets at Smodcast.com. Connection failed. This is NetHeads. NetHeads with Will Wilkins. Yeah, that's right, folks. Mixing it live on the fly. My name is DJ Will, bringing it to you hardcore. Hello. Hi. How you doing? <laughs> Welcome back, everybody. What's up, DJ Will? Yo, wiki, yo. Wiki, 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 wiki. I get all stupid over here when that music, when everything starts playing and I'm just like, oh yeah. Oh, what Dude, now? That, I'm not going to lie. That's an intense intro though. It's like, yeah, I'm here to rock, man. Yeah. And then I come on. Hey, everybody. How you doing? It's Will. Hi. We're just, um, we're, we're just relaxing. The internet. Just doing our thing. Doing a little something, something. <laughs> I, uh, oh boy. I had a headache. Actually, you know, the funny thing is with the vertigo that I've been having, I, uh, all week haven't had a headache at all. And today I started feeling a little better, and I got a headache. So I'm like, this is the harbinger of getting better. Pain in my head. Yay! <laughs> so right before the show, I took the Excedrin, and my reaction when we just came back is proof positive that that caffeine and uh, aspirin have kicked in for the a potent thermogenic stack of energy. Good. Good, because that's all we can hope for in life oh, is small yeah. bursts of energy. Yes, followed by small bursts of something else. Um. <laughs> so before the break, and by the way, Trent, I got to ask you something. Talk to me, Goose. We've got this reciprocal relationship going with the little Geek Show podcast. I'd you know, like to think so. A little love going back and forth here. What is the Bifrost Bridge? I don't get that. Uh, so the Bifrost Bridge, uh, you haven't seen Thor yet. No. Okay, so the Bifrost Bridge is the uh, the the kind of the the, the bridge that holds um, Asgard to the different el- realms. Oh, okay. And in the comic books, originally with um, Jack Kirby and Stan Lee, it was a rainbow. And for uh, for all intents and purposes, it was really gay. Um, <laughs> but, but, but they did, but they we did don't a mean masterful – We don't mean that in a homosexual <laughs> no, fashion. No, no, not at all. Uh, I mean like it was – you know, it was a rainbow, folks. What do you expect? 
Uh, and so I'm, now butterflies and unicorns, can... those go with rainbows. That's what I expect. Don't give me this crud, Trent. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, uh, the the movie actually did an awesome job of having it more like a, a crystal that reflected the the light of rainbows within it. Oh, okay. A, so that's that's the Bifrost Bridge. Gotcha. Well, that makes a lot more sense. Hey, you know what? Too, I you uh, on I think it was the last podcast we mentioned how all you got to do is show my wife a shot of Chris Evans coming out of the the chamber after getting yeah. the super soldier serum, and she'll uh-huh. want to see it. Yes. Before that part even played, she even said, you know what? I am interested in seeing that. Oh, awesome, so, man. Oh, I'm hoping this weekend I'm going to get my Captain America on. I've already got my ticket for Thursday night. Of course you do, you jerk. <laughs> Friday's going to be like, it was wonderful and you didn't see it yet. <laughs> Uh, I'll send you a text as I'm as the as the curtains open. Yeah, if you want to take part in the conversation, even if you're listening to this as a podcast afterwards, don't forget you can use the hashtag NetHeads on Twitter. Uh, we like to read it and you know react to it all along the while, if you will. Uh, so go ahead and do that. And I got to tell you, um, I like what Kuban says here because uh, the reason why we chose NetHeads there were two reasons. One, I already had all the bumpers produced, and the second is, of course, that other podcast we do, Radio Askew. Uh, <laughs> If you want to call us doing that anymore, uh, <laughs> it, you know, it, we didn't want to bring that on here because really there's nothing. Radio Askew itself could play as a name. We just have to change the logo because it's it's like radio, but a little off kilter or, or of a different view. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. It's 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 off. Yeah. Skew. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, so it would still play. And but I just didn't want to bring it on and give it here the first show and be like, no, you're out. And it's like, oh, great. <laughs> radio, radio Askew got canceled by Kevin Smith. We're done. <laughs> Which, by the way, weird thing, Friday night for one hour, or was it last night for one hour, Radio Askew was in, like, the, uh, what's hot? Yeah, that's what you said. You, uh, you text me that. Yeah, and I like, was like, I went to look for it later that, that evening, and I couldn't find it. For one brief moment, unless they just, like, they, like, throw that little crumb in there. They're like, oh, this is the originator of this part. Let's give them a little something-something. Yeah, we'll, they saw we'll my give them a phone. Yeah, they saw my IP address, and they're like, let it ride. Throw that up there, make him feel good. Um, uh, but anyway, uh, Kuban said, my favorite part of the NetHeads intro is Trent shouting his name from across the yard, which is exactly what I wanted that to sound like. Because as I said, <laughs> folks, these are bumpers from a decade ago. I'm not going to lie. Yes. But they were so cool, I've never let them go. And, and I, I had to painstakingly take out the reference to the network that the show used to be on. Uh, and, <laughs> and And so... I wasn't going to go through that trying to get him in there. Besides, I can't, I, I don't have that same guy recording the name. So <laughs> that's the way oh, it is. It, to, to, to quickly just touch on some of the things oh, we were talking about before. Oh, snap. Uh, oh, no. Yep, yep. We, we've got a link. Jake Waltman uh, got us a link for the Star Wars holiday special. Oh. We're going to throw that up on our Facebook page. Um, so definitely check that out. Oh, uh, thank you, good sir. Oh. And, uh, gosh, I, I would love to throw him a bone with a Google invite, don't you think? Oh, if he needs one, he's got one. Oh, he does. Uh, can you? You most certainly can. Oh, thank my you, goodness. Sir. What? What? Can't wait to see that. God, I'm all hyped up on the Excedent right now. I think my head may explode. Uh, <laughs> another thing that was mentioned, uh, in the stream, if you want to take part in the conversation, hashtag netheads on Twitter. Weeds lost its true audience once they started running around the country, hiding from the Mexican drug lord, uh, baby's daddy. Which I would actually take it a step back and say that it really lost its appeal when they burned down the entire suburb. If you haven't seen Weeds, it's been around long enough. This right, isn't a yeah. spoiler. Screw you. Um, 
<laughs> be like, I, I was gonna watch Weeds. I've got it in my Netflix queue. <laughs> Thanks, Will. Uh, sorry. It. When they burned down the suburbs and then they went down south for her to pursue this new life where she meets the guy who fathers her child. Right. You know, in, in that respect, that's that if that was the jumping the shark moment right there. The moment they burned that uh, suburb down and they took it out of its humble environment. Then it just started getting nuts. And thankfully, I think this is the last season. Yeah, I don't know. How, like, that's the thing. Like, Seinfeld set the bar on gracefully just saying, you know what? We've done it. Thank you. You know, I want to say yes and I want to say no. I think they did that two seasons. Two. The moment Larry David left, that's when they should have done it because the show. Oh, I, and I agree with you on that one. A, for li- sure. a little bit of shine was lost. Okay. Yes. It did lose a little of its sparkle. So right. there was a little something lost. But anyway, so, so weeds agreed. It's become a train wreck. <clears throat> excuse me from that point. And, uh, and really I hope that with breaking bad, they also make that line drawn in the sand to where it doesn't get completely outrageous. Uh, yeah. So anyway, there you go on that topic. Wahoo! <laughs> there was something else I wanted to talk about, and it's completely lost on me. So we're going to oh, end the show was, here. Uh, no, we're, uh, before we went to commercial, you were talking about how ridiculous. Oh yeah, we were talking about weeds. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> and now we address that. And now we're done. <laughs> All right, folks. Thanks for tuning in. And I, I had something good too. I was going to come back with the thunder and oh, bring well, down I mean, the obviously kaboom. We haven't, talked about, we haven't talked about Harry Potter coming out this week. Oh, yeah. You know, it's really funny, too. Uh, giving you some insight into the workings of the Smodcast Internet Radio Network. Um, during the times when live shows aren't on, there is an automation system which randomly pulls shows. Okay, it just okay. randomly grabs them. And I was hopelessly amused at the fact that immediately after Smodcast, it pulled another Smodcast, the live show I'm talking about, right after it, it okay. pulled another one, and it was the Forgeticus episode. Which yeah, I think was man. the first time they discussed Potter. Which, by the way, Harry Potter, $92.1 million opening. Yep. In just the first, what, two days? Two or freaking is, days. Or is it projected to do that over the weekend? Which one is it? I don't no, know. No, that was two days. Oh, and I think that's the international one, though. Well, let's That's, gi- that's let, not the domestic. Let's give it up to our obnoxious friend 3D for hiking up the box office prices and helping oh. that along. Right. I, but, I, I mean, I'm not th- seeing it, it in 2D. I'm seeing it in 2D. That's yeah, it. As will I. And I haven't seen it yet, which is a rarity for me. Because mm-hmm. I, I usually do get to get in and see them earlier. But for these high, these really high, um, you know, audience shows that they know are just going to be huge blockbusters. Yeah. The um, studios don't have them arrive until the day of. Oh, okay. So if you're do- so, so for example, Captain America, um, uh, Harry Potter, they don't arrive at the movie theater until the Thursday night right. that they're actually going to be shown. Right. And if they're not being digitally shown, then, then a lot of the times it used to be back in the day, you can get in on, uh, if you knew somebody at the local theater, you can get in on a screening because they had to do the assembly cut, as it was called. Exactly. Because they get like yep. three or four cans of the reels. And they would have to assemble the film, and then they would have to review it to make sure that everything matches up, so that the All frames the spl- aren't yep, off. The sound, the splices, exactly. And I gotta tell you, man, I uh, I want to see this one. I have not yet seen a Harry Potter film in the theaters, and and oh. obviously, as I jokingly said uh, to my niece, that's ah, okay. I'll watch the next one in the theaters. <laughs> <laughs> Uncle Will. 
Yeah. And well, my niece, my niece, she got in line like nine hours or 12 hours early to see a 1209 showing or something at midnight, what? you know. Yeah, one of the midnight showings, man, stayed up that late. And the thing that killed me, uh, because she did that, I looked at my local theaters and I'm convinced now that the theater chains hate their employees because my local movie theater had a showing. I kid you not. I think for that night, they literally took half of their theaters. Okay, and they set them up for screening because there was a screening every 10 minutes, a showing of the movie every 10 minutes, and then to top it off, and that was from midnight till 1 a.m., okay? Then to top it off, there was a 3.15 a.m. showing as well. For the people that just couldn't quite get there at midnight, I don't get that. You know, I don't think it's as much as they hate their employees. It's just they know how expendable they are. It, th- I mean, working at uh, running popcorn at the movie theater or, or cleaning up after me at the movie theater is the last true teenage job out there. Yeah, really. And even that isn't as is it's not as easy anymore. I had one of my nieces. She she got a job at a movie theater, but she had a limited schedule. I think that's why it didn't work out. But for teens, mm-hmm. if you're a teenager and you can get a job at your local multiplex, you're in hog heaven. Because oh hell yeah, man. the one great thing about it, free movies. Yeah, you can see all the movies you want. Usually get free popcorn too, and a garbage bag of popcorn at the end of the night. Oh my gosh. New listener, Link669, joined the conversation on Twitter by doing hashtag NetHeads and said, hey, Harry Potter made $168 million. Is that international, though? Does it matter? Does it really matter? It's, it's, I mean, granted, yeah, that's that's huge. But we're living in this age of now where everyone launches at the exact same week. And uh, I think, did did Britain, did they launch the week prior? I have no idea, sir. I'm, I don't know. I, I'm not schooled in the ways of the Harry Potter, <laughs> other than having read the books. And man, oh man, that is something else, my friend. That's a lot of dough, and it's just getting started. I don't think. I think. Well, I don't know. I don't think any of them have had extended runs in the theaters. You know, none of them have been. They've never had that kind of hangover, hang on. Right. That's the, as a matter of fact, Hangover is one of the only recent movies I can think of that I was able to see 13 weeks after it was released. <laughs> That's how much business Hangover did for the little, the little movie that didn't cost a lot of money that could definitely ride the rails, if you know what I'm yep. saying. Yep, absolutely. But man, oh man. So I don't think Harry Potter has a long of, a, a lot of theater longevity, but I, uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing this final installment just to see the way, oh, just the US only is what Link 669 is saying. Okay, perfect. But, uh, I really. See, that's huge, man. That's, that's just stupid numbers. That's stupid big. Yo, that's crazy money. Crazy. <laughs> I, uh, I really can't wait to see it though, because, you know, the thing is, there was no way I was seeing the last one, not, not the last one, like this last movie, but the, the predecessor, part one. Right. There was no way I was seeing that in the theaters because I, I read the book, okay? And it's basically a little bit of action and then like four hours of camping, basically. With, right. With very, and then, and then a little bit of action. Whereas, uh, you know, I got to see it at home and at the point where it ended, I'm like, oh yeah, I'm definitely seeing the next one in the theater because this one is going to start out with a little bit of strategy, then nothing but action, people. Action. All, nothing yep, all but action. You got this happening, that happening, bing, bang, boom. There's no way I'm not seeing this one. But I now, wasn't is, taking my old cranky ass at midnight to see it. 
It, well, is your is your daughter into Harry Potter? Like, have you? No. Is, is she, no. You haven't gone through the books with her yet. No. No, she has no interest. But but the thing about uh, the thing about Harry Potter is it's it's a it's a storyline that is probably age appropriate for the reader at the time that the main character is. So in other words, I think it starts right. off with like his what his eleventh birthday. Yeah, so, and then it just kind of grows. So if a kid starts at 11, it's perfect. Yeah, exactly. So if they read at 11, make them wait till 12 to read the next book, et cetera, et cetera. By the time they they're 18. On, yeah, that's an easy uh, birthday present every year. Yeah, there you go. But uh, I, uh, I, ooh, man, I can't wait to, I can't wait to get in there and see that one. We got, some, now, we got I, some fun times but, in the theaters coming up. Go ahead, though. The reason I asked about the, uh, if your daughter was into it, cause I know she's, she has dragged you to a 3D film before, correct? Uh, here's the way. Oh God! International was set 475.6 million. Link 669 is a major wealth of information. Thanks, um, sir. I uh, I here's the deal. Okay, I will always target a non 3D showing. Right. Uh, and I will not say anything about 3D in the attempts to not do it because she is captivated by the uh, the the glamour of the 3D. They- She's, right, yeah. she's a sucker for the marketing. There's no other way yeah. to put it. Okay. Right. My, my kid well, is a victim of the marketing. And the, the reason I asked, because uh, and granted folks, I haven't seen it, but I've been told from those who have that this is probably the best 3D that, that's been out there so far. Mm-hmm. So, and to it, to its credit, this is also one that was actually filmed in 2D that they went back and redid, which normally isn't the case. Really? To be that good. Yeah. So I, I, like I said, I, I'll have to see it. Uh, well, hopefully I won't see it in 3D, so it won't be an issue. But yeah. um, from what I've been told, yeah, it's – I mean, it's not the worst. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. That, I mean, it's not like uh, – what was that? Clash of the Titans? Oh, God. Yeah, that's a callback, huh? Oh. I remember everything. Or nothing. That was the worst summer of my life, that one movie. <laughs> That, 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 that movie ruined summer 2010. Oh, that's, that's too bad. I, uh, but yeah, I, you know, I, but the whole thing is why do they really make that much more money because it's 3D? No, they don't. They, they, they make up what they, what, and that, and that's, that's the paradox. They make up what they lost by, you know, people that are, that aren't willing to pay that much for it right so they're breaking even do it all in 2d you'll save money because you don't have to convert it or shoot it in 3d which is ridiculously expensive yeah and people can afford to actually go and see the movies they want to see yeah i think the only people that can get away with doing uh decent 3d are the animated the the cg animated ones because they're they're in a world they can completely manipulate i mean look at what cameron did with that freaking avatar Yep, exactly. That thing was like 99% CGI. Yeah. Well, and, and, and and to its, and, God, this, and this hurts me to say it, to its credit as well, that was one of the only saving graces for the last Transformers. And, and I say that saying like, you know, Hitler also painted. (laughs) <laughs> you know what i mean like he he had an artistic side yeah okay. so i'm with you that that's that's kind of my disclaimer for that that's a good one i uh oh <laughs> uh, and this is going to be news that kevin smith is not going to be happy about the uh, our good friend link 669 on twitter also says uh that 
this opening of Harry Potter has officially beat the Dark Knight. But we've got the Dark Knight Rises. The poster is out for it, and it looks awesome. I, you know, I'm so I was so loopy when that came out. I didn't even catch that it was the shape of the bat in the. Oh right, right, right. Top. Yeah. I'm like, why is everything crumbling? I don't get it. <laughs> I don't. Why? What? How? Why is he saying this is so incredible? It's I all just, blurry. I don't understand. It's just buildings falling apart. What is this? <laughs> but now I get it. I don't know how I feel about this being the last Chris Nolan Batman movie either. He's yeah, he's done, man. But I, I for here's the thing though, if we ever want to see a JLA movie, this has to happen because Nolan said he will never have another superhero in his Batman series. Oh, okay. So if if we do want to see Justice League made, then Nolan can't direct. Here's another interesting uh, thing thrown into the Twitter sphere uh, by uh, what is that? Bike at least? Uh, I'm not sure. My screen's too far away and I'm old. Uh, <laughs> he says, one thing I've never understood is why do they go by money, the grosses, when they should go by each ticket sold? Like you exactly. can find for, Well, you see, that's just like getting into the, uh, the electorate versus, you know, single vote. Single vote. Yeah, exactly. For the president. We just, we don't know why, but it's just the way it is. Yeah. Be, because they can jack up ticket prices and then that way they can overcompensate for what they actually lack in getting people out. Now, what is the average, uh, ticket price in Logan, Utah for a, for a non matinee showing? Yeah. Non matinee. Uh, I want to say it's six fifty or seven dollars. It's been that long since you paid for a ticket. <laughs> I want to say. I've been riding the coattails of my movie critic friends, so I don't pay for tickets anymore, Beyond <laughs> Man. Yeah, it's it's some it's somewhere around there. It's not over eight dollars. See now, and what about a three D? Three D is eight fifty, I think. Okay. So out here I think a three D movie cost me thirteen fifty. Yeah, well, I mean the non the non three D is ten fifty. Yeah, I and know. Then, what, like thirty dollars for a thing of popcorn. Yeah, and that, my friends, is the reason why I'm not bitching about Netflix adjusting their prices. Okay, because wow. boy, boy, did the internet get all pissy about that. Man, oh man, I don't like because there were a lot of people that were the they were at the single disc for seven ninety nine plus two bucks for unlimited streaming or something like that. So the nine ninety nine. Now I always had the the two disc uh, account plus. Right. You know, which Plus came with streaming. streaming. So I was paying 17 something. Now I knock it down to one disc. I'm paying less money. And I don't know about you. I've had a hot tub time machine for eight months. So <laughs> you've had it so long. It's actually available on streaming now. Oh my God. I've had. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it is. It's available. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Oh man. Yeah, I know. I, there's nothing more depressing on my, uh, on my Netflix queue than when I receive the DVD or Blu-ray and I watch it like that was pretty good. And then I'm going through the on-demand stuff that I pay an arm and a leg for on my cable company. And oh look, there's the same damn movie. <laughs> Shit. It's right there. <laughs> it's what do you know? So, uh, yeah, I'm an idiot. In, in HD. I'll be damned. Yeah. I definitely got to send that back. Oh, somebody's <laughs> saying, Oh, look at this. Jason MJ says, I saw a matinee in Utah this morning for $5.25. That see, dude. That's flea market prices. That. You can't beat that. Woo. Oh, uh, we also got another question from my good friend. Ladies and gentlemen, if you've ever heard me made mention of the uh, Play TV experience, which I don't think you have, you know, I'm so happy I can actually bump the table now and not worry about knocking Trent out of Skype. 
Uh, if you ever heard me talk about the net he- uh, NetHeads experience, which you're listening to now, why would I talk about it? No, Play TV. <laughs> My good friend Rebel Stoke Jim used to host a show on Play TV as well called Definitely Not the CBC. And for every trade show they sent us to, Jim was my bunkmate. Because, <laughs> you know, naturally they would get a, a room with two twin-sized beds and sick two grown men in them. <laughs> it only makes sense. It does. And uh, he asks, is NetHead WW still out of step and not watching Falling Skies? No, I have corrected that one. I Falling Skies, <sighs> it's an interesting show, but it's <sighs> limping along Dude, is the best way to put it. That last episode, so a week ago, yeah. the whole time I was just like, less talky, more fighty. Yeah, exactly. Bring on the action. But it was yeah, all I, I, it was all I, exposition. I mean, yes. aside from one alien murder, and uh, it was all exposition, and which was ridiculously easy. Yeah, she punched him in the mouth, and he died. No, no, she had a scalpel in her hand. Yeah, I... so she broke through the soft palate, and or I don't know what she did. But... No, yeah, you're right. But I'm no, oversimplifying I... it, but damn, I'm, I'm man, all, I'm all caught up in it. I am enjoying it, but you know, it started kind of bing bang zoom. Right. And now it's just kind of moving along. Kind of like, uh, uh, on stars too, uh, Torchwood, which was a Doctor Who spinoff from the reimagined Doctor Who right. in 2005. Which has been great. Yeah. It's come back on a, uh, in a joint venture between stars and the BBC. And it too, I think they've got like a 10 episode commitment on this thing. And this last episode, the first, the first one was interesting. Wait, how many, uh, have been, how many have, how many have there been so far? Three? I three. Think. I think we're at three. Or it's two. I don't know. This coming week is three. Okay. So the last episode was a whole lot of nothing as well. It's just, sometimes it's blatantly obvious that what they're doing is they're setting things in motion and they just needed to, we've got a 10 episode commitment. We've got seven episodes worth of content. How do we stretch this out? Here we go. Let's stick them on a plane and cause a dilemma. Woohoo! <laughs> it worked for Lost. It did, but uh, no, it didn't. That's why they drew the line. Um, <laughs> but Falling Skies, I, I've been into, and I'm interested to see where it's going because they are setting certain things up. Like uh, in this last episode, spoilers. Uh, when it turns out when the kids, because uh, they're harnessing, they put these things on the teenagers and they're using manual labor. But then the shocking thing is that the alien that watches over her little pod of workers. She almost seemed affectionate towards them. Did you notice that? Yeah, that he was kind of creepy, it. man. She's like, yeah, like petting their hair and shit. Yeah. Just like, so it, it, it's, it's just sending mixed signals to me. It's sending mixed signals and we need some action, but it's kind of curious. Why are they building these big things in the cities? You know, what's, what's the end game? And if it's the fact that they're moving the planet, I've already seen that in the DC comics world. Can we move on, please? <laughs> Stop ripping off comic book ideas. They're just trying to save us. Oh yeah. That's the, that's the end game. They, it turns out yeah. there's a big rock coming towards and there's a big meteor or an asteroid coming towards <laughs> earth and we didn't got Bruce Willis in that universe. So. They're building these gigantic have- <laughs> things to move the planet four feet off its orbit so it'll buzz on by. We don't have Michael Bay and his lens flares to come in and save us. How many, you know, the fact that this show is chronologically recorded and, you know, it's a matter of record. How messed up would it be if it turns out in the long run that's what it really was? <laughs> and some, some crappy little podcast laid out the entire groundwork for falling skies. Eat that, Spielberg! <laughs> Take that! 
Oh man, that would be awesome. That would be hopelessly awesome. <laughs> oh, hey, by the way, one of the things Kuban said over in the uh, conversation, if you want to take part, hashtag NetHeads on Twitter. Uh, one of the things he mentioned is, I hope Red State will be at a theater near me so I can see it. Well, one thing I hope for you, Kuban, is that you're aware and you've heard about the fact that I think, uh, which which is the holiday at the end of summer? Is that Labor Day? Yes. Uh, around Labor Day, they're actually going to be doing video on demand for Red State. So if you're, if uh, hopefully your system, your cable provider, hopefully you have cable, uh, right. if they provide it, they're going to offer Red State as video on demand so you can watch it from the comfort of your own home. Which is genius, man. Yeah, it so is. So smart. It is. Uh, and by the way, I just got to say, too, I hope some people do set up, because not everybody may have cable in their area, set up viewing parties, man. Let's make this an experience. Let's oh, make absolutely. this happen. Yeah, man. Get everyone over there and, like, freaking take some pictures and throw it up on our Facebook. We want to see it, man. Yeah, right now what I'm waiting for, though, is I really want to see, because there's the uh, Castro Theater here in San Francisco. Is it the Castro? Right. I'm really hoping they end up getting it here because I would like to uh, be able to go and see the movie close to me. Yeah. Rather than having to drive 600 miles. <laughs> and for me, I'm guessing, yeah, like the closest I would get would be Salt Lake, which is like, you know, 100 miles away. So not too bad. Yeah, well, you're used to driving distances. Yeah, I'll, I'll go to Wyoming for a few hours and come on back. There you go. That sounds so bizarre to me. <laughs> come on back with fireworks and booze. That makes no sense to me because, like, for me to get to any other state, all right, we're talking about a minimum of three hours. That's what it takes. It <laughs> takes me a minimum of three hours to get to from where I am to get to any other state. If I want to go to Nevada, three hours. Oregon is easily three hours. <laughs> so I just can't relate to what you're saying. Yeah, I'm going to go to Wyoming, come back. Well, you what? <laughs> what year are you returning? No, it's a couple hours. <laughs> no sense. It's just the yeah, it's just a few, here in a few hours. Um. Oh, so uh, I guess it's it's pretty similar then for those on the East Coast. Fat Man twenty one twenty four uh is paying uh eight dollars for a regular showing, ten dollars for three D, and or ten dollars no, no, in uh, the uh, evenings. Learn how yeah, to read, you illiterate, and then fourteen dollars for a three D <laughs> showing. I'm dyslexic. <laughs> Poor sad soul, you, you sap. <laughs> so, I mean, but do you have the Netflix trend? Did this whole Netflix thing affect you at all? Um, you know what? It did, but it's, it's for me, dude, it just comes out of my bank account. I don't see that money. It never reaches my pocket. What that, do I care? That money never existed to yeah. me. It's just, that's credits. It might as well be Microsoft points. Well, the thing, and I guess I can understand people's perspective on this a little bit because they're like, it's a $6 increase to me. And the the streaming selection you offer isn't as good. But isn't that why they have the DVD delivery? Right. Wow. You know what, folks? I just say this. Quit your bitch and quit your whine and go ahead exactly. and plan your life a little bit better. If you want to make sure you want to be able to see a movie for Saturday, then make sure you've got it ordered and your other one returned exactly. by Thursday. Exactly. Or, or, God forbid, oh, I'll have to go to McDonald's. And get it for 99 cents at Redbox. There you go. Exactly. I mean, that's the other thing, too. If nothing else, really, don't worry about your bitching. The prices will come back down because net either that or Netflix just realizes the the writing's on the wall and that their delivery time isn't sufficient to compete with your Redbox. And and Blockbuster has rolled out their kiosks, too. Right. So they're competing with a $2.99 or a dollar at a shot thing. Because realistically, how many movies, even if you only have a one-disc subscription, how many movies can you get in one month? 
Oh gosh, who knows? Like, cause you know, I could watch it today. I return it tomorrow. They receive it the day after that. And then I get the next one the day after that. So you're yeah, talking so about it, a four day life cycle. Yeah. So at, at the absolute best, you'd be getting at, at absolute best three a week. Yeah. So you're, you're looking at about between 12 and 15 movies. Right. And that's if you do it all the damn time. Yeah. That, that's if what you're, what, you know, as soon as you get it, you put it in, you watch it and you put it right back. Yeah. Which I, you know, again, hot tub time machine. <laughs> now available for streaming. Oh, <laughs> it's just crazy. Um, however, though, this and sorry to go jump right back, but Harry Potter, I just looked it up. Ninety seven percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Which I, is just unheard of. Again, I'm not surprised. Why? It's nothing but action. Yep. Nothing. I mean, sure, there's a like I said, there's some plotting, action, plotting, action. I mean, that's the it's gonna have that rhythm to it. Okay, it's plotting action then plotting then action it's just going to keep going that way because that's the same way the story is structured even if they did a loose adaptation which they have to do because it can't be perfect it's still it's just going to be this uh, plotting action plotting action and the plotting parts aren't going to be that damn big in some no, of them because it was yeah it was all set up in the last film yeah so it's it, it i'm not surprised and you know I, the only thing i hope and and this is kind of like a concern that all the fans have is I, I hope that they're able to, uh, well, obviously with 97%, they must have, they, they found that comfortable blend to be able to make the movie, uh, true enough to the book where people still really enjoy it. Mm -hmm. Because honestly though, I, I enjoy the books, but a lot of them, there was a lot of fat to be trimmed. Yes. In a lot of them. And, and, and so goes this one, you know? Well, and that's, I think that's the case with any book adaptation though. You know what I mean? There's only, there's, and, okay, for example, okay, and, and this is just on the tip of my, of, of my tongue, um, because I watched it recently, uh, Raging Bull, if you've ever seen that movie, um, the book that it's based off of that has multiple characters that are all, all the things that these multiple characters do are pushed into Joe Pesci's one character in the movie, just so you can actually follow it. Mm hmm You know what I mean? Right. It, it, and, and, and for continuity of, of, of a book, to, to, there is they're, they're they're not the same medium and so they can't be treated exactly the same way right so yeah yeah you you you, you dweebs out there the books are better we get that but it's totally different you know what book have you watched and had your ears blown off hey by the way dude i'm one of those dweebs so bite thy tongue <laughs> now uh, trent there's one topic we don't really address a lot on this uh on this uh show so i want to give uh give credit where credit is due because it's an excellent one that should be Oh, by the way, <laughs> last week killed me with laughter. I almost think that's what triggered Will's benign positional vertigo. Yeah, the the meltdown of last week. You know, and <laughs> by the way, by the way, one of the things that I did, I you know, uh, I, I don't care to admit the fact that I've got too many computers laying around here, uh, but I happen to have a netbook that wasn't being used, and the computer that Trent came in on was like held together with duct tape and chewing gum and a hope and a prayer. <laughs> and it just so happens that in my wonderfully delusional state, I couldn't remember the password on it, so I had to reinstall the operating system. I kid you not, this netbook took four hours to get fully security patched what? to get up to current. Yeah, I know, man. It's crazy. But let's not Where, digress. Was like, it coming in on, like, were you using a dot matrix printer as your modem? Yes. That makes no <laughs> sense, you twit. Uh, 
question being asked, do you guys play video games? And the truth is I am a father of a uh, seven-year-old little girl, and I do not play any video games because I've barely got any free time. But Trent, on the other hand, you are a video game player. Yes, uh, especially when it comes to the Xbox realm. Okay, so um, you're an Xboxer more than the PS3-er. Yeah, yeah, don't have a PS3. Um, as soon as I upgrade and actually get a nice TV, I will get a PS3 just for the, the you know, the, the dual capability of gaming slash the Blu-ray. But yeah, as of right now, I'm just, I'm rocking the Xbox. If you want to add me as a, uh, you know, as a, a, a gaming buddy, it's a part of him on the Xbox Live, do it. Well, at least you're brand consistent. That's what's important. <laughs> I, um, well, you know, the a part of him thing. I, yeah. but personally, I mean, like, I've got a friend who's, what is he? Mm, off the top of my head, I think he's about seven years my senior. Okay. And my gosh, he loves them Call of Duty games, you know, the ones oh. where you're just running around and fragging and grenading it, and sticky bombing everybody, you know? Yelling the F word at, at 12 year olds because that's who you're playing against. Yeah. I mean, he just loves it so much so, like, he gets off on, I guess they have instant replay features now. You can record right, yes. videos, look for many. Yep. I mean, it's just, it terrifies me how into it he is. I mean, like, I go over to, to do a little business with the man, if you know what I'm saying. And, well, no, wait, that makes it <laughs> no, sound like No, I don't I'm, know, Will. What are you it, saying? That makes it sound like I'm buying drugs and I'm not. <laughs> he and I are involved in some ventures, okay? And I go over and suddenly he's just showing me, like, these video clips. And I just want to look at him and go, what are you, 13? Come on already. <laughs> Show me pictures of your child. Show me some pride in that. Not you being really proud because some guy, even though he shot you, your little remote control bomb was able to cap his ass too at the last second. <laughs> it still counts as a frag, man. This is the height of, yeah. And literally I am describing to you the video that happened just <laughs> as his RC bomb is riding off this ramp headed towards him. The guy throws a, the round right into his head, and then the RC bomb hits him and finishes us off. It's just as the final <laughs> F you. Well, no, the worst man is, and this happens uh, in Call of Duty, but more, even more so in, in Halo is, uh, the teabagging man. Excuse so, me. So yeah, it, teabagging, you know, the term like, uh, someone drops their male genitalia on your forehead, teabagging. I'm aware of, I'm aware of the term. So after you die at the end of the game or whatever like that, they'll run over top of your dead body and you can still see, you know, uh, from a bird's eye view what's going on. And they just squat the whole time up and down, up and down, up and down, up and down oh, over great. top of your head. That's just wonderful. That's that's the most degrading thing that can happen to you in the gaming world, especially when you know it's coming from a damn 12 year old kid. Gosh, darn it. <laughs> Oh, yeah, because, you know, one thing, too, I can't relate to teens anymore that drive me insane. Can't stand them because <laughs> they make it, it's, it. It's just one of those things. And I'm not looking forward to my daughter becoming a teen either because it just it doesn't make you feel good that somebody that young with that little life experience can make you feel so stupid so fast. Yes, exactly. And you're just like, oh, I, you don't have a 401k, you shit, you. <laughs> exactly. That that has no sting. I mean, the only, and, and it's not even like, at least you used to be able to fling back and like, you don't even know the touch of a woman yet. Leave me alone. But now they probably do. Or they Because they're all it. trying to get on to 16 and pregnant or whatever. <laughs> um, uh, Fat Man 2124 is asking if I'm, uh, excited for the Batman Arkham City game. And yes, I am super excited for it. And I'm even reading, uh, 
DC, I'm normally a Marvel fan, but DC has been doing these um, tie-ins with their comic books and the games that they've been releasing. Oh. And they're doing it, – it, it is. Right now, the, the comic book is really, really good, and they also did a really good comic with the um, – dc universe online as well mm-hmm. so yes i'm excited for it if it's if it's half as good as the last one was man <laughs> sign me up see you guys say these things and it makes me think that up here in my man cave that i call the studio i need to get myself a big screen tv and one of these fancy video game systems you do man see not me me i got i got my iphone here and you know what my favorite game is on it pac-man Ang- baby oh I was gonna say Angry Birds. I got me some pack. No, Angry Birds is just irritating because I'm. Why would I play a game where I let these critters belittle me? It's they're like teenagers. The way these pigs or these monkeys in the Rio version <laughs> mock me. I'm not gonna put up with that. No, instead I'm gonna go old school and I'm gonna have me a yellow dot running around eating little dots while ghosts with unpredictability are after me. <laughs> The only thing I haven't figured out yet, um, and this goes to show the level of nerd that you're dealing with, I haven't gone to see if the old school Pac-Man patterns work on the uh, the iPhone version of the Namco oh, adaption. Right, right. You know, have they literally taken the ROM and just ported it over, or or did they give the ghosts more intelligence? Because there used to be like booklets of patterns that you could specifically do for every level, and you will get maximum points and never touch by a ghost. Right. And right now there's like it's, half the audience is going, what's Pac-Man? They're like, Pac-what? Huh? Yeah, interesting, because it was supposed to be called Puck-Man. You know, oh, uh, yeah, okay, I saw the movie, pal. <laughs> Thank you. I was, I was hoping you would catch the reference. I saw the movie. Okay. <laughs> nice try. You want to know the rest of that one? Go see Scott Pilgrim versus the world. And if you haven't yet, just go buy it. <laughs> Oh, Link669 asks, Will, are you going to be the old man waiting for the boyfriend showing up in the house? Yes, I am. I'm going to be polishing a shotgun. And then what I'm going to do for the first time, the little boy comes to pick up my daughter and take her out. I'm going to walk him out to the trunk of my car. I'm going to pop it open. In there is going to be a map with red circles of the desert, a shovel, and a bag of lion. I'm going to say, don't make me use these. That's what I'm going to be. That's who I'm going to be, and that's what I'm going to do. What? <laughs> Because when you have a daughter, there is nothing scarier in this world than the opposite sex now, okay? When I worked construction, uh, the, the, my boss, he would always tell, um, you know, guys that would come pick up his teenage daughters, just remember, whatever you do with my daughter, I'm going to do with you later. Meaning. Yeah. I thought you were going to go a different route. I thought you were going to say, just like, keep in mind before you leave tonight, I'm going to be laying down a a six-inch slab later that I can just put anything under. (laughs) I thought you were going to go with that, but no, that's even worse. I thought you were going to tie it into construction. You could have said, back when I was in flute camp, this guy would have said that. It would have been complete. That had nothing to do with the topic at all. You know, he's, he's a rough and gruff, you know, big old mustache, thick guy, you know, kind of a bear type. Okay. Why are you saying bear type? Once well, again, I'm just you're saying, you know, he's hairy and thick. Oh my goodness. Fairly <laughs> mean. I wish I hadn't stomped over that because that, my friends, would have been the audio grab of the decade. <laughs> and I think there is no finer note to end another episode of NetHeads than on that one. Don't forget, if you want to find out more about Trent, you can go to a part of him.blogspot.com. You can follow him on Twitter 
That's a part of him, and I am NetheadWW, and you can follow the show NetHeads on air on Twitter. There's even a Facebook page. I don't know. We'll link that up somehow, some way. And, and just uh, barely, we've also got a uh, – you can subscribe on iTunes. Yes, you can. Holla. That's the one thing we failed to mention, the biggest news. We're officially <laughs> a Smodcast.com podcast. You can go to Smodcast.com, and once you go to the Smarchive, you can find NetHeads there, and you can find the subscription button. You can search for us on iTunes. We're legitimate people. We're the it's real happened. deal now. We are, we are, this is it. Yeah. So now it'll be interesting to see if we chart at all. <laughs> <laughs> In the meantime, ladies and gentlemen, until we meet again, my name is Will. And my name is Trent. And this has been another edition of NetHeads on Smodcast Internet Radio. At Smodcast.com. Very good. NetHeads. NetHeads. File transfer. NetHeads with Will Wilkins. And Trent Hunsaker. This has been a production of Smodcast Internet Radio. Sir, only at Smodcast.com.